healing. Praise Jesus. God is our healer. Amen. Amen. Um, in Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, let me just read that. Um, look at my notes here. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Hallelujah. God is our healer. Um, praise Jesus. I want to, if you can turn with me to the book of Mark, chapter 5. I am going to share, I love this story, and in fact, Pastor Brad shared it on Sunday. I'm like, he's preaching my sermon. Um, <laughs> praise God, but I love this story, the story of the woman with the issue of blood. In fact, when I first uh, got saved and as I was learning the word of God, that was one of the stories that caught my attention, that I was like, i like, you know, you put yourself in the word when you read, <laughs> and so you're like, that's me, you know. Um, but at that time, I was in such desperation, so it did make sense to me. Um, but I'm going to start off reading uh, with that story, and then we'll get, we'll get into some good things. Amen. Hallelujah. So Mark chapter 5, starting with uh, verse 24, and I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Version because it's louder. <laughs> Amen. And Jesus went with him, and a large crowd followed him and pressed in around him from all sides. A woman in the crowd had suffered from a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much suffering at the hands of many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was not helped at all, but instead had become worse. She had heard reports about Jesus. Amen. Everybody say she had heard. Amen. She had heard about Jesus. And she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his outer robe. For she thought, if I just touch his clothing, I will get well. Immediately, her flow of blood was dried up. And she felt in her body and knew without any doubt that she was healed of her suffering. Immediately, Jesus, recognizing in himself that power had gone out from him, turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? Who touched me? His disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in around you from all sides, and you ask, Who touched me? Still, he kept looking around to see the woman who had done it, and the woman, though she was afraid and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith, your personal trust and confidence in me has restored you to health. Go in peace and be permanently healed from your suffering. 
Hallelujah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word, that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Father, I thank you for this few moments that I have to share what you've laid on my heart, what you've put in me, where you've brought me from. Father, I thank you, Lord, that that, that it'll, uh, you know, strike hearts. It, it, it'll strike our thoughts, our minds. Father, it'll encourage, it'll, uh, you know, propel us, Lord God. Father, to seek you even more. Father, to pursue after you, to go after you with a greater desire, a greater heart, Lord God. Father, I thank you. Anoint my words, Father, as I speak. Lord, have, I want less of me and more of you, Lord God. I can't do it without you. So, Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for this word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you about, you know, Jesus' searching question was, who touched me? Who touched me? And in Second Chronicles, 16 verse 9 it says the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him hallelujah I love this story it, it, there, there's so much um, going on here there's so much that uh, God reveals in this story through this woman um, and as I share uh, uh, my testimony, I like to just uh, like, not compare, but just kind of fit in my story where I felt like that those were the steps that I was going through as this woman with the issue of blood was suffering. Um, and so I, I start back uh, all the way in 2009. Um, and I know most of you folks have heard my testimony and um, Praise Jesus. I pray you get something new <laughs> from today. But um, 630 in the morning, I received a phone call driving to the airport that my sister was in a crash and died instantly in a car wreck. Um, that moment, in that moment, I was, there was the whole, your whole world, my whole world, just turned upside down. It was broken, shattered um, in a way. I felt so, like, bled out, depleted of life. <laughs> um, and, and even as the woman with the issue of blood, she suffered for 12 years. It, it, it felt like forever, but really it was just a moment, you know, that you hear the news and it, it just happens. It, everything shifts, your atmosphere shifts, your thinking, your thought process, everything shifts. And so instantly my world was turned upside down. And within three years, you know, um, within three years, I, you know, mission, uh, the evangelist came to Ohana, um, you know, long story short, we went to a revival service, heard the word preached, gave our life to the Lord in 2010, did the same, went back to the world, did the same thing 2011, went back to the world, did the same things, you know. Um, but even like the, the woman that spent everything she had with doctors, you know, she, she gave everything. And the word of God says that she only grew worse. And to be honest, turning to the world made my situation turn worse. Um, 
you know, I turned to the worldly things, uh, thinking that drinking might, you know, take away the pain and take away the memories, the all of that junk. And yet it only made me feel worse and made my marriage worse and made everything else worse because I didn't care, literally. Just I didn't care. It was like I wanted my life done. Um, but And so I, I did. Uh, we gave everything into parties, entertainment, worldly pleasures, and thought, you know, it, it only brought temporal satis- satisfaction. It did not bring no healing at all. Um, and so nothing good came of it. In fact, it just was, it came worse. Um, I think about this woman, you know, dealing uh, with that. And in that, in that day, it says that she was considered unclean. She couldn't be, she was an outcast. She was thrown out. She wasn't able to be in the community, be around people. Anybody that she touched, you know, was considered unclean. And as, you know, she was treated badly, even unto death that she risked her life crawling into the crowd of people because she heard about Jesus. And as for me, like all of the things was, uh, you know, self-inflicted. You know, I just did it to myself because poor little old me, you know, couldn't deal or felt like dealing with, the, with my issue, with my pain, with my hurt, with the worldly things. And so, you know, nothing good came of it. But, you know, going through all of those things, it does. Going through a worldly system, a worldly way, makes you feel unclean. Amen. That it, it, You feel like, I don't know, just junk. You know, everywhere you go, you're looking at people, you're putting on the fake smile, everything is good, you know, everything is great. Um, and yet inside you feel like you're, drowning you're you know just digging a a a ditch you know deeper for yourself um and you're putting it literally putting it on yourself because that's what you feel like is helping you and so it's so easy to to look onto what looks good or what is pleasurable for the moment that oh yeah that that makes me feel better you know and and then you wake up the next day feeling even junker Yeah. But, you know, it's summer of 2012. The missions team came back to Hana and, and change, you know, change is coming. We go to uh, revival services two weeks. We see hope. We see the light at the end of the tunnel. Everything, revival is stirring. And Pastor Brad and Pastor Miranda is there, and they are uh, – you know, they share that they're making the move, that they're going to come and they're going to start a church and, 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 you know, feed the sheep in our community, in our town. Um, and so we heard, you know, for three years, every summer we heard about Jesus. And every summer we went and we felt so awesome, so encouraged, so like victory victory literally like we could take on the world like this is nothing like you know jesus we got jesus and so for two weeks you know you just feel like a high of 
of joy, of peace, of love, and uh, just like there is hope for change. And for three years, it didn't happen because there was no shepherd. But in 2012, Pastor Brad then, you know, came and started a work. And it was that summer where we heard the good news. We saw the joy and the love and experienced God's presence as we went to revival services for two weeks. We went through uh the evangelists did like Bible studies during the day, services at night, and we were there every step of the way. We just wanted to be in that presence. We wanted to hear about Jesus. We wanted the more. And that year, we jumped all in. We reached up, and we said, Jesus, this is it. Like, we are all in. Um, and Lihao and I and the kids literally just like the woman with the issue of blood, reaching out, touching the hem of Jesus' garment, that that summer was our moment where we grabbed a hold of Jesus' garment and we said, this is it. Our instantly, our lives was changing. Um, we believed ourselves that salvation was ours, that Jesus is Lord and King and Savior of our lives, that healing took place that summer. Um, it took place in our hearts and in our minds. And the very first thing that I had to do was forgive, receive forgiveness. And I remember one service, Pastor Brad, um, you know, prayed for me. And, and he was like, I feel like the Lord is telling me that you have to forgive yourself. The very first thing, you know, within, uh, with inner healing, which is, really what I, I want to share about how God healed me um, is through forgiveness. Number one, it's forgiveness. It's knowing that we are forgiven, that Jesus Christ uh, died and, and resurrected so that we can be forgiven, so that we can be saved, so that we can have his, um, his his life, his blood, his blessings, amen, his purpose, um, that I was forgiven. And that that moment, I broke. I remember Pastor Brad praying, and I broke, and um, it was like an instant, like, electricity that flowed through my body. And, and knowing that, wow, God, you love me so much. Like, he looked past all the junk and like and literally felt the love of God and his arms like really embracing me for the first time and like I don't know you know how like you just go into the father's arms and you just feel his love and but that's that's how I felt like his love and his forgiveness like really just flowed through my body and and from that moment on it was like it's on like <laughs> you know you just like flip a switch because you know that God is so good and you know that he's real and so for the first time like I never grew up in church but for the first time seeing like the love of God in people today I know that that's what it was you know um uh, for you have 40 people from the mainland coming into a Hawaiian community. <laughs> and, 
and um, like just embracing you and, and inviting you to come and eat and drink and eat all their food because, you know, you see my kids, they can eat. So And even at a young age, you know, and you're always like, don't you eat all that? Don't you drink all the Aloha made juices and all <laughs> this stuff? You know, you try to like correct them, but it, they were so giving and so loving. Um, and I, I've never, I've never experienced that before. And today, it was I, I know that it was the love of God shining through people. And so I, I just like have three points that made me. Um, take those steps into receiving full healing um, with the death of my sister, my mom and dad shortly after, um, and numerous aunties and uncles and even a nephew all in between. Um, but God has definitely um, healed, healed me, gave me the peace the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. You don't even know why you're joyful. You don't even know why you, you want to love other people. You don't even know why you want to help people to come to know about Jesus. It's because of his love. It's because of his grace. It's, a, it's because of his forgiveness that, he ha that all of that is for every person. Amen. And we have the privilege of being able to do that. Um, and do that here, right where we at. God wants to use us wherever we're at, and it, he's so good like that, amen. Um, but it took, it took trust, it took hunger, it took belief, it took humbleness, it took um, us forgiving, well, it took me forgiving everybody, because, you know, uh, just like I was like mad at the world, um, Mad at my husband, mad at everybody um, after the, the accident. And um, when God, when God get forgave me, I'm like, oh, Jesus. You know, and then you read the scripture. If you don't forgive others, then God won't forgive you. And literally taking the word for what it is. Um, God means what he says. He says what he means. Amen. And so when we follow, when we trust in him when we trust in his word God fulfills his word as his word says that he watches over his word to perform it amen and so number one what I received um even from this story with the woman with the issue of blood she heard she heard about Jesus and um and when she heard about Jesus And the miracles that he has done, she went to him. She went to him in spite of what it could cost her. It could cost her her, her her own life. But she knew that if she just touched, as she shared, uh, as the word said, if I just touch his clothing, I will be well. Um, and her desperation, her desperation, I was desperate. I was desperate for change. I was desperate for um, just to stop being angry, to stop being in such a darkness, to stop fighting, stop, you know, having um, all of this craziness, um, thoughts, Jesus, the thoughts, that that's what trips us up. That's what gets to us first is our thoughts. And so, you know, to 
to make sure that we're trusting, reading his word, trusting in his word, that renewing, yeah, like Romans 12, 2 says, that we renew our minds by the washing of the word. And so how important it is, but to hear the word, amen. And as the word of God says, that faith comes by hearing and hearing of his word. And so as we plugged in, as I mean, we spent hours and hours with Pastor Brad and Pastor Miranda right in their living room um, or on the beach or in the park, wherever. But every chance that I could get around them, I did. Every chance I had, I, I was able to ask questions to, even if you thought it was like, even if I thought it was like dumb questions, I would ask it anyway. I'm like, I'm sorry, this must be a, this might be a dumb question, but I need to know. But it's, it's that asking questions, like, our pastor's been sharing, ask questions, um, because that's how we learn. That's how we, we gain uh, knowledge and understanding. Amen. But the woman with the issue of blood, she heard about Jesus and what he was doing. And she was desperate enough to, to go after him, to touch his garment, just the hem of his garment. He did, she didn't even, like, touch his physical body, just his clothing. And the word of God says that power you know, release, virtue left him, and he knew. Um, but when we went to, you know, revival and, and heard the man of God preach Jesus, hallelujah, e e everything changes. When we, we are desperate, desperate for an answer, desperate for change, that that's where it starts. It starts with the desperation of changing, the desperation of knowing who, who Jesus is, this man of God who's walking, healing everyone that he touched, everyone that came into his presence, you know, that we have that same, um, that same ability, that same um, opportunity, and we are that opportunity for others. Amen. So even as uh, the word of God says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of of our testimony, that it's important. You know, I mentioned the other day, like everybody heard my testimony. It's, you know, like it kind of gets old. So you think, but then you read the word and it's like, no, we overcome. And whether you heard it or shared it a billion times, that there's still power in what Jesus has done in your life and through you. And so never give up. In fact, yesterday at work, I was, there was a woman, I was hoping she would come. Um, I invited her, but, you know, she just, she just checked in and just started sharing that she lost her husband uh, two years ago and was living in such darkness for two years. And it was amazing because I was able to share my testimony, this very testimony that I'm sharing with you. Um, and she just started weeping and crying, and I got to pray with her and lay hands on her. And, um, and I invited her. I was like, please come. Like, you know, she said she's a believer. She's, you know, grew up in church but doesn't go to church anymore. She's been angry at, at the world, angry at everything, everything that – you know, she blames God because her husband passed. And so just the opportunity, you, you know, you never know uh, the divine appointments that God brings, you know, even at your your work job that you have an opportunity to share. And um, 
uh, praise God, like the Holy Spirit came and, and just touched her, and she was like weeping. And um, I just said, thank you, Lord, you know, and just prayed for her and, and believed with her that she, you know, that God was going to do a work and, and turn everything around. And she's like, that's why I'm here. I'm trying to look for me a house here. I think I'm, I think I want to move here. <laughs> she lives in Pennsylvania, and she was like thinking about moving here. And I was like, praise God. Well, you have a church home. So um, praise Jesus for those moments, those opportunities that, uh, that you're able to share our, uh, your testimony. Don't pass it up. Don't let God pass you by. Um, praise Jesus. Number two, she saw Jesus. Jesus saw her faith as well and said, your faith has made you whole. It is no longer, and the word of God says, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in, in me, lives in you. Amen. And so everything we need is found in Jesus. Um, and, you know, through our missions trip, as I was sharing shortly before, um, it was seeing Jesus in each and every one of them. It was seeing Jesus in Pastor Brad and Pastor Miranda and the time that they took with us. I want to encourage you today, if you guys don't have an accountability partner, somebody that you can share, uh, you know, your your struggles, your the things that you're going through, like we do here, we experience life with people, with people, with power, God's Holy Spirit, amen, and with purpose. There is a purpose why we're here, why we share, why we go out and talk to people and, and experience and do life together. And so I, I just want to encourage you, like, find someone that you can be accountable to. Find someone that you can talk to. Share the things that you're, you're going through and, and have, having a body to come and pray with you, pray things through with you. I mean, Pastor Brad and Pastor Miranda did that with us right in their living room, literally just spent hours and hours of sharing the word, praying with us, and the importance of that um, and how it grew us, literally elevating us quicker than they even thought, um, you know, God was working, and he worked quickly, and we just desired the more of him. We just served and and just like whatever you need, <laughs> you know, we were we were right there because we hungered. We wanted the more of God. Um, but people are watching. People are seeing. And we want we may be the only Jesus that that somebody may see. And and we want to be that example. We want to be that extended arm that extended, uh, you know, praying with somebody uh, loving on somebody, being a blessing to somebody. And so be the Jesus um, that people need. Uh, allow Jesus to shine through you. Hallelujah. And number three, it's, it's being in his presence. It's experience, experiencing his love and his forgiveness um, that brings true healing within um, knowing that God loves you no matter what. The woman with the issue of blood, after touching the hem of Jesus' garment, immediately she was healed. 
And Jesus searched for her. I love that. It even says that Jesus turned around to look for her. That he knew that, that someone touched him. And as, as Jesus searched for her, she fell before him trembling, telling her whole story. And Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. In James uh, 5.16, it says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. It, that, that, that accountability partner, that, that sister, that brother that you can call upon, that you can uh, ask for prayer. It says to confess your sins to one another and pray for each other and you will be healed. It is so important for us to ha have that, that, that person, um, that leader. Find a, find a leader, find a sister, find a brother, and, and be accountable to one another. That's how we grow. Um, I s spent hours with Pastor Miranda uh, and, and allowing her to speak into my life and, and you know, like, teach me. Um, and it, it takes a humbling, it takes a... Um, a humbling of self, being like, I, I mean, I didn't know nothing. And so, but even even pride, I even, you know, maybe whatever God has already done in your life, you may, you know, sometimes we're like, no, we're good. We're in a good place. Um, but there's always more. Amen. There's always more with God. There's always more uh, levels that we can, uh, you know, move up into. There's always more that we can be um, of, of Jesus. There's more character that we can learn and, and, and mature in. Um, there's always growth with God. Amen. Um, and so, you know, telling, I, I, I love that, that she told her whole story to Jesus. Sometimes it, it takes it takes the humbling of ourselves to share, laying it out on the table and say, Lord, this is me. Whether it's pretty, it's ugly, it doesn't make sense, you're off, off your rocker, whatever. <laughs> like it, you know, like maybe you're a pat little bit crooked, but but we get back on. We 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 stay close to our brother and a sister we stay close to God um and we and, and we s we tell we share having our own time uh, uh, with God and with the body of Christ how important that is early morning prayer life groups that's how we get together that's how we get to share our stories with people um hallelujah but it's in his presence in his presence, where there is joy, where there is freedom, amen, liberty. And so that, that's where it was. It was being in the presence of God, um, being in the revival services. Pastor Brad and Pastor Miranda would take us to, you know, um, other, like, special guests that was coming in. Uh, we would take the, the windy roads to go and listen to a man, a woman of God, um, but just putting us in that environment, putting us in that, um, 
uh, to experience uh, God's presence, how important it is through our worship. There's nothing like worshiping and, and allowing, the, allowing room for the presence of God to fill and, and things change, things shift in the atmosphere that God is, is wanting, wanting to heal, wanting to touch lives, wanting to transform uh, our lives, amen, that it's in his presence. And so we, sh- we hear the word of God, faith increases, faith arises within us, and we see the love of God, we see Jesus in people, we become the, the example of Jesus Christ for others to see who he is, to experience his love um, from, it, from the body of Christ. And then we experience, we experience Jesus, we experience God in his presence. And we get, we get the opportunity to bring that for people. Hallelujah. Um, and so the, the, reli- uh, the relief the woman would have felt after struggling, amen, to that 12 years, that no longer would she have to suffer anymore, all because of her faith in Christ. She was freed from her pain and her suffering. And although it, it didn't happen instantly for, for me, but I knew that I, had, uh, that I was going to take a stand. I knew that I was going to... Um, uh, that I was hungering and desiring whatever it is that Pastor Brad and Pastor Miranda, this missions team had, that I was going to go after it. And we, we, never, we never looked back. And it's been almost 13 years since that very, that very day that we said, I'm all in, that this is it. God, you are mine. I am yours. And, and we, never, we never looked back. We were set free. Um, God, you know, restoring our marriage and our, our children, our family, and, and then restoring me, healing me within, um, and I being able to now help others. Amen? That that's, that's really uh, God's, uh, one of God's plans, that the things that he's brought us out from, the things that he's healed us from, that He's bringing people into our path to be able to help them walk through things, to help them uh, receive healing from him. And so we get to have that, that opportunity. And so I encourage you, don't, don't let those opportunities pass you by. Hallelujah. Jesus is the answer to our pain, our suffering, our brokenness, everything. The woman crawled to touch the hem and may not if uh feel like you know we may not feel like we have all the strength to do uh or to to go the extra the length it, it feels unbearable it feels you know that you're so deep wi- within whatever you m- uh people may be going through it's enough for us this is for us to help others amen <laughs> amen <laughs> that Jesus is the answer, and that is the message that we are here to share. Um, I'm here to tell you that there is good news, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Um, That one call upon his name and laying everything at his feet, 
confessing it to him, trusting him, believing in him, that we shall be saved, healed, delivered. That God wants to deliver his people, heal his people, save his people. That God has given us time to to bring uh, people to know the saving grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I love that when during Jesus' ministry, everywhere he went, every, every person he healed, groups of people that he, he healed, it, he always said it was for God's glory. And so our deliverance, our salvation, our confession, everything is for his glory. Everything that we do, every, everything that God's uh, healed us from, delivered us from, um, saved us from, is for him. It's for his glory. And it's for us to be able to now help others, help, uh, help show others, um, help share the word so that people can hear, see, and experience Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And even in closing, if I would just like to pray if there's anyone that may be dealing with or needing inner healing, healing of the heart, of the mind, that all we need is to, to lay it at his feet. Hear the call that Jesus wants you free. Hear the call that Jesus wants you delivered. He wants you saved. He wants you uh, whole. Amen. In Isaiah 53, it says that by his stripes, we were healed. Meaning we were made whole. He touched, she touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And instantly, immediately, she was made whole. Twelve years of suffering. God doesn't want us suffering for 12 years. He doesn't want us suffering for 12 seconds. He wants us to be set free. He wants us to be healed. He wants us to be delivered.